0: Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah rahman rahim Wa salatu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi al-Muntajabeen. Assalamu alaikum. alaikum. As you all know, we who have faith, belief and trust in Allah's mercy and in Allah's great revelation and in the wonderful culmination of the entire story of heavens, earth, and human beings and this life and the hereafter, as shown to us in many levels through the Quran and the way and the life of the Prophet, in order for us to be revived and to be rejuvenated and to be Fully alive, as resonating with permanent life. We need to imbibe the transmittiveness and the transmission that come from Quran. As you all know, there are a number of great short suras. The Prophet ﷺ has said, Surah Al-Ikhlas is about a third of the Quran." Meaning if you truly absorb its inner and outer meanings and lights, then you have absorbed a considerable portion of this unveiling that came upon the Prophet Muhammad. Then there are so many other descriptions of surah, such as Yasin is the heart of Quran. And then of course you all know the greatness of Suratil Waqah and then Suratil Mulk. And at least ten to twenty surahs, which are anything between fifteen, twenty ayahs to maybe fifty or seventy ayahs, if you look at the entire message of it and internalize that message, then you begin to move away from the myth and the illusion that we are separate from Allah Azza. You start discovering that Allah is with you, but are you listening? Are you hearing? If you are fully occupied with your own noise, with your own mind, it's difficult to listen to that which is more subtle. Then we have few great ayahs, such as Ayatul Kursi. As you also all know, translation into English or any other language is very difficult at best it gives you some impression of the meaning at the, at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam kursi meant the dominion of a king it used to be called kursiyul malik where is his if you like extent of power you say his kursi is only up to for example northern turkey it means the dominion of his governance or his Influence was up to that point, so ayat kursi is, if you like, essentially I would translate it as the ayah of the dominion, or if you like, the seat of the divine power. Which really means that where is it that that divine power is not operative, that is not effective, that is not totally in it, above it, before it, after it? In other words, this ayah, which also is described by the prophet as sayyida to ayat al-Qur'an, the queen or the foremost lady of all the ayahs of Qur'an. And then Abu Dharr al-Ghafari, رضي الله عنه, the prophet. He says, "Give me one ayah that is the greatest ever." And he says to him, "It is ayat kursi because he uses also that word. Because it is in it, wassiyakursi yuhu. But as I said. Don't think Kursi is a stool or a foot. The Prophet elaborates considerably upon the meaning of the Kursi, the meaning of the Arsh. So he tells Abu Dhar, It is this ayah which I think is the greatest of all, and I was given it from the most greatest of all treasures, from under the Arsh. So again he connects throne, which is translation of Arsh, and Kursi. And then he says also, everything that you ever can imagine is contained within this ayah. And as you all know, it is one ayah, Surat al-Baqarah. It's ayah 255. And before this ayah, if you look back for five, ten, twenty ayahs before it, it's all about Allah's signs, about Allah's messengers, about how these lights emanate from the same source. And then it culminates with this ayah. You know. Now, it is also being given other titles, such as the ultimate pinnacle of the ayahs of Quran. Now, why is it being revered to such an extent? It's because it is like Surah Al-Ikhlas. It's only talking about the ultimate source, the essence. You know, so. It is, of course, as such, then the connector, collector, compounder of all aspects of Tawheed. Meaning, in truth, before manifestations, before many, many, many different lights, or rainbows, or shadows, there was that pure sacred light. So Allah illa illahu. None other than e. Now all of you know Allah is a compound word, you see. It is from ilah. Also, it has many other connotations. Allah shay in Arabic means you worship it, or it also means walaha. It means searching, looking, or being even at a loss. So Allah, the ultimate, if you like, God of gods or deity of deities. And the Arabs knew that name. In other words, it was at least for a few hundred years. Before the advent of the Prophet, Allah was known that he was the God of gods, if you like. Because at that time they still had the old idea that came around the Mediterranean, that anything has a Lord. So if you like, the God of harvest, the God of nutrition, the God of plenty, the God of power, the God of winning a war. So there were, so to speak, attributes that were called as gods, so to speak. So also with the advent of Islam, because it was a lot of, if you like, corruptions and confusions have set in, so the prophetic message was clear. So don't talk about anything except one God. These are all qualities and attributes that emanate from that God. And these qualities and attributes are numerous. And later on, there is a tradition that if anybody knows or recites or acknowledges or absorbs any of the 99 if you like such attributes he is on his way to the discovery of the garden meaning he or she is getting out of the darkness of confusion because allah is al-qawi the most powerful we all want to be powerful and every intelligent person knows that he or she will never be powerful for any length of time or even within 24 hours you go to sleep you have no power so but we love that sustained power which is Allah's description so Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-hayy al-qayyum al-hayy al-qayyum by many early commentators is called one of the or some of them said it is the ism al the greatest of all names. High meaning ever living. Kayum is the root of it is from kameyakumu. Kayam. قيام, all of them are from the same three letter roots. It is to be attentive, to be focused. So Kayum means in charge of, responsible for you and i and every one of us occasionally have some responsibility towards something when you are driving when you are sitting when you are cooking when you are eating or you are praying you are responsible for your attention your behavior your outer conduct so you have a certain measure of qayyumiyyah but allah is al-hayy al-qayyum ever living meaning not subject to time or place means forever that is why we love foreverness. If something is good, you want to have it forever. It's because the light of Allah, جل, as called ruh, in your heart is forever. So the nafs, which is its shadow, personified as the you and I and he and she, loves foreverness for something that is good. So Al-Hayy Al-Qayyum is regarded as one of the greatest attributes which is considered one of the mothers of attributes because if you look at Qayyum from it comes most the names of actions Al-Khaliq creator if it is not Qayyum you will not create Al-Musawwir al baath Al-Mumit and also many many other names of sifat you see Jamil al Jalil al all of these are also relating to Qayyum. so hayil Qayyum has if you like within it practically all of the divine names and attributes except for those of essence Qduce it's not Kayum it's something it's higher it's something else but elhail Qayyum is what you and I need all the time. The professor Prophet Elem we have this story which is reproduced in many many authentic traditions was asked by his daughter Fatima alayhi salam tell me give me what can i hold on to my mind and heart during any time of difficulty and he tells her every morning every noon every afternoon recite ya hayyu ya qayyum and then say let me not ever rely on any entity or myself other than al-hayy al-qayyum it doesn't deny means or wasita but you also acknowledge the source of it you don't deny that goodness comes to you from people from other ways from nature from but all of it emanating from al-hayy al-qayyum so then we continue being given this amazing description of early to the manifestation of the divine light, in other words, as close as possible to the source and essence of the sacredness. And this Hayul Kaayom, this blessed, amazing, sacred reality, is never ever sly or goes into slumber. sinner, meaning, that zone that we are a bit, if you like, relaxed and not attentive. Maybe before you go to sleep. It is like that. And no sleep. In other words, you have no less than about thirty other ayahs that describe this. For example, Qur'an tells us, Tawakkal al Al Hayil Ladilayamut. Rely only on that essence of life that never ever dies. And then also Laat Khudahusinatun Walla is not never inattentive. It said meaning Wawa Ma'akum Ainamakuntum and that power is what empowers you or gives you or with you. So La ta khudahusinatun walanum also implies at least a dozen of divine names, such as Raqib, Hasib, Muqit, all of these kayum. لا يتأخدوه He is never ever distracted, or is not there. So that is why the entire Quran can be divided into mutashabih and that which is unique, nothing like it. You know, in other words, you have got so many similarities in the Quran. This is like that. It's. You and I can also be a little bit of kayillou, but can you be for four days on one go, but also you lose attention of the other things? You see. So God, Allah, جل, is incomparable. You and I can say a little bit like, "Yes, I have not slept for three days, but the fourth day you sleep." So we can participate a little bit in some of Allah's attributes, the ever-generous. Every one of us likes to be seen to be generous because generosity also takes us away from the natural meanness of the ego and opens up the ever generous generosity within our heart so we love it we like to be generous we like to please others we like to give tiny little attempts along the ladder of returning back to the garden from where adam alayhisalam was sent down to see the alternatives, to see also and experience shaitan, so he takes refuge in Rahman. In other words, the duality. So you and I and every one of us participate a little bit in some of these attributes of what we consider to be the great virtues or the great attributes or great names of Allah Azza. Then the ayah continues to give us the story of this being, this entity, this reality, not seeable, not touchable, not talkable. And then he says, "Lehu, fil Samti,lah." Whatever there is in heavens and earth belongs to him. And that is why we are recommended to recite this ayah. It's one ayah, many, many times during the day. The prophet Arusem says, "He who truly recites this ayah after every salat." No shaitan ever will enter that house, and they will always have harmony. Because look, when you say everything belongs to Allah, so you belong to Allah. What you are trying to do belongs to Allah. So what is all this mess and quarrel and accusation and and greed and anger? Say so we all belong to Allah. Oh Allah, forgive me. Allah, excuse me. Please remind me. له ما في السمواتي. It's also related that if, everybody reads, if anybody reads this ayah at Fajr and also attends to the cleanliness of the entrance of the room or of their house. For 40 days continuously, they will have no needs or no serious desires that overwhelms them. I remember as a kid, I wanted to pass the exams very well. And I did that for 40 days. And I passed the exam as well as and I wondered as to what did it mean. But then my wonderful nanny said, But look, your room has never been so clean as this before. Isn't that a good thing? And you were up earlier like better than every other day, full of energy. Isn't that a better thing? If you had not done it, you would have not done even as well. So it is one step of wellness brings other steps of wellness. When you truly admit all of it belongs to Allah your mistake also is your mistake but allah has allowed you in order for you to be more vigilant more diligent next time you know it's not just to accuse others and excuse them. no so thank you allah for my mistake i pray and i hope that i will remember i'll be more in dhikr i'll be more on wudu so next time i don't repeat the same stupidity lahu ma'afis so you are allah's guest and as a guest, you have to behave yourself. That is where akhlaq and suluk and adat and Taqalid and also the sharia boundaries come. You are as a guest, you don't run around. If you are in somebody's house as a guest and they haven't come yet to the living room, are you going around all the whole place looking through the windows and behind the pictures and all these miserable little things they have on the tables, see what is the bottom? You don't do that, you know? So Think of yourself as Allah's guest. What is this magnificent host showing you, so that more and more unveiling takes place, so that you know you are in divine presence. It's for that reason when the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam many times reminded his friends and his sahaba and others that the most important qualification in wudu, in salat, after all the no- normal ablutions and all the other conditions is the presence of your heart, meaning nothing in it, no anxiety, no fear, no jealousy, no anger, no rancor. Then it declares, Mandaladi Yashfawandahuilla bivne. There are again another twenty, thirty ayas that describe this. Shafa'ah is to intercede. You know if I want to have a loan or something or put a good word for me, I go to somebody who knows me and knows the other fellow say please tell him put a good word for me so they don't delay me 9 years for whatever it is you want or whatever or jump the queue or give me a visa or something silly like that shafia is from the root word of double two there is shafaa two and witr one allah is witr incomparable everything else is shafia allah says i have created everything in pairs so it means Take a means to deliver you. A means, salat. Means a friend who will show you. It means, a teacher. Means what? Shafi' is that which will give you easier ascent back to the state of the bliss of the garden. Then Allah Azza wa Jalla reminds us elsewhere in the Quran. He says, "You dubburul amru ma min shafi'an illa min baghi izna." In Surah Yunus, He says. All of the affairs are organized perfectly. Nobody can ever be a shefiya, really help you along the guidance of enlightenment, except by Allah's permission. In other words, if I am mucked up, if my mind is mucked up, my body is sick. How can I ask somebody to say, "Show me how can I enter into the delights of being as though I am sitting next to Rasulullah by ka'uthar"? Not possible. There is no izin. It's out of line. It has to connect. Even simple basic school chemistry tells you that, you know, uh, sodium chloride will not occur unless there is sodium p- p- NaOH and then a hydrochloric acid. Then they meet because the ions know how to uh, be attracted or repulsed. You can't just say, give me that. It doesn't work. It, it, one thing leads to the other. That's why the Prophet said, even when you are hard-hearted, give a bit, cry a bit, soften your heart. The head is very easy. Discipline, 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 the world we are living in. But what about the heart? So it says no possibility for ascending higher unless it is part of the perfect pattern of means and also to have all causalities and also to have those connectors without a proper connection nothing will happen ya'lamu ma bayna aydihim wa ma allah knows whatever you're doing whatever you have done or also some commentators say it's also meaning this life and the hereafter whatever it is it means what you are attending to now and that which will come later khalf is behind khalifa is from the same root which is the vice region or a steward of allah ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه الا بما شاء and you and i can never attain any aspect of that vast knowledge of al alim except again when it connects that is why you are inspired most when you have no thought if you are a creative person or a scientist or whatever you get inspirations when you are not cluttered with a lot of thoughts and objectives and you know concerns so allah gives us what is appropriate for us in the way he knows our makeup not what you and i hope and wish it is good for us always to hope for better but what is better now sometimes better for you and i may be a failure a difficulty so as other doors open but we are preoccupied with our own silly little worldly project but are we only worldly where do we go when we die what happens right now if 3 minutes you don't breathe you'll be brain dead so we have to relate to the fact that we as human beings are essentially arwah souls spirits caught in bodies which are propelled through the mixture of genetic background and the environment and interactiveness so what you and i need to give us higher consciousness is not necessarily what you think is good for you it is like a child somebody a child has discovered a stash of chocolate and you know after 2 3 hours of eating a pound or two they will become very sick so to stop a child is kindness you and i also as human beings are often stopped in our track but because of the momentum we say, "Oh Allah, as Allah has given me? Is He punishing me?" Allah says, "You only punish yourself. I am here only acting, operating, transmitting, in order for all of creation to know me." That's the objective. <laughs> Were you on the path of knowing Allah? No, it was a project because you wanted more house, more car or what. More, more and more. Life is in two parts. One part which is worldly. It is true more is more in that but is that enough what is enough in terms of greed there is the other half in all of us is that more actually is when it is less that is why you do your wudu you have no connection you open your arms you open your palms allahu akbar there is nothing in them and you disappear in your sajda we are both we are heavenly worldly we are ruh we are soul we are a heart and you are a mind and do not deny either the, do not deny your mind do not deny your body وبنعمه ربك فحدث ومن كان في هذه كان في ولا تنسى حظك من الدنيا do not deny this this is a stepping stone back to the ever present eternal garden this is where the ayah derives its name. It says that power of Allah Azza wa Jal, that sovereignty, that supreme lordship encompasses the heavens and earth. So whatever there is, Allah is before it, Allah is within it, Allah is after it. So it is there is a sacredness. But are we sensitive to that? So that cursi of that lordship is beyond limitations that is why the Prophet live says he says al kursi wal arsh throne and the kursi are ever connected maqrunan ever connected and he says al kursi who al bab al dhahir and the kursi or this dominion is the evident door and the arsh is the subtle door is unseen al bab al batin so they are ever together or if you like you can say the arsh is something like the top that's why arish also is a common arabic word it means the when you put the vines to hang arish is means that often it's where the vines that so it's up and then the lower part of it is the kursi and then the prophet sallallahu alaihi says if the heavens and the earth and seven times are represented as a ring, and that ring is at the edge of an infinitely vast desert. That ring is like the kursi, and the vast infinite space is like the arsh. That is where also we have in our cosmology hahoot, la'ut, jabrut melakut mulk. The ruh belongs to jabrut and higher. The body belongs to mulk, because it's earthly. It is made from originally from material from earth, water, air and fire. So this is the cosmology of the human being, and Allah contains it all beyond our ability to fathom its perfection. Wellay wa Havluhamaway al Adiim. And then the ayah concludes in that, and Allah is never ever tired or exhausted from keeping this incredible universe in its perfection ever. So that means also. You know you and I, when we have a, an affair, you know, we forget about something else and you find the water has run or the fire is the, is rampant now. You, because we get focused, we forget the other thing. The ayah tells us another ayah. Allah is never ever preoccupied by one thing to forget or leave something else. It's another entity. That's why it is incomparable. That's why you cannot define Allah Azza wa Jalla. That is why this ayah is an immensely great ayah. And that is why also it is said bi dhikrillah tansa shay. By remembering Allah, all other things become insignificant. That is why we are taught when you are confronted with a major issue, again completely and utterly leave it in Allah's hand. Trust in Allah and you will see wonders. Often it just dissolves. There is no such thing as a big issue or a big problem. It is in your own mind. You built it up because you are playing now to be this little, you know, lord of this house or this business or this country, whatever. It's it's a minor little play. That is why Allah describes this life, la'abun walahwun. It means you are actually an actor. As in, in a theater, you are acting. Because 5 minutes later it is not there anymore so where is then the truth the truth is that eternal light which is by Allah's rahma has got a flash in your heart then also we have this wonderful story that from Bistami says when the heart of the mu'min which is the kursi of Allah because it is the seat of knowledge and one of the meaning of king's dominion is that he knows what is going on in his dominion because the Hadith qusi says, the heavens and earth do not contain me, but the heart of a mu'min contains me. So Bistami says, it means that if the seven earths and a thousand more, and the seven heavens and a thousand more, fall into the heart of the mu'min, he won't even feel it. So you see, it is a sacred entity. That is why if we don't regard other human beings as having that sacred light in them we won't truly be respectful therefore all this talk of humanity human right and all of that comes just glib talk and public relation it does not give you sacred relation but if you constantly remember that any minute you may die are you content have you done your duty towards allah or are you still preoccupied by what you thought is your own way then we begin to liberate ourselves from ourselves, and this great ayah. The more we recite it, the more you find deeper, deeper layers in it, and in every way we become reflective of the highest light, which is the divine light in our ruh. And then we truly begin to re- see the glory of Islam, and the wonderment of iman, and the amazing bliss of إحسان. No, assalamu alaikum. Unstrap me.